Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox. I'm super excited that you are here with me becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Today I have on Carla, and I just forgot her last name. I just asked it, and now I forgot it. (laughs) That's what happens. Oh, well, here we go. Carla, I am so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. It's great to be here, Monica. My last name is Wainwright, so Carla Wainwright. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, we met through Psych-K, a modality that my community knows I use to help with subconscious beliefs. We did our online training together and you really caught my eye because you talk about sex. And I'm like, hey girl, what's (laughs) up? We need some of that energy over here. So just tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. So I'm a sex, love, and relationship coach. And my passion is helping women and couples release their limiting beliefs about their sexuality, their bodies, relationships, so that they can really choose love as the guiding force in their lives and have more connected relationships and better sex. Yeah, I think that like the majority of us need that, even though I know there's a lot of sex happening when we're trying to conceive. For me, I know it got to a point of like, it was like timed. And it wasn't super exciting and it almost got a little bit depressing, right? What is one of the things that you find with your clients when they come to you that is like the first step to get that love and that joy back? Yeah. So, you know, I, I have clients in, in a variety of different uh, circumstances, but I think that for Um, People, especially who have young kids, it can be really, really challenging to get your love life, your sex life uh, back on track. And um, I understand the scheduling thing. I have three kids. They're all teenagers now, but I certainly, (laughs) I certainly remember that time in my life. Um, There's so there's a few things I would recommend in terms of getting back on track. Um, The scheduling can actually be helpful because life can get overwhelming and What's so interesting is that women consistently choose stress over pleasure. And I don't know why we do that. Even though we're hardwired for pleasure, we will choose stress. And so we will find all kinds of things to do and fill our time rather than devoting some time to just feeling good in our bodies, uh, either on our own or with another person. So um, scheduling can be really helpful because it actually creates like a conscious commitment to, you know what, I'm going to make this a priority. So I I think scheduling has its place. 
And what can happen is if you're consistent with the scheduling and you treat it like an appointment, like if you had a dentist appointment, you wouldn't flake out on that. I hope not. Um, so if you're scheduling those times for pleasure, then you really need to take it seriously. Because what happens over time is we do that more and more and give ourselves the space to experience pleasure, then we begin to rewire the brain. Then the brain will start to choose pleasure more often than stress, which is ultimately what we want. Yeah, that's really an amazing way to look at it. Um, I never really thought of it that way. And even like in the trying to conceive years, and then in the postpartum years, and then in the toddler years, and then moving forward, um, I could definitely say that it gets it gets put on the back burner, or it's not even when you're like thinking like oh, I'll schedule it in, not just scheduling in sex to create a baby, but like time for you and your partner, whether that be like playing a board game before, doing some foreplay before, or like you know not drinking because we don't drink here. <laughs> But, you know, like just creating that space and that time for like, like you say, to almost relax, Rena, and like de-stress. Yes. And, you know, with as parents, with your lives being really, really busy, and even if you don't have kids yet, our lives are full, you know, really consciously making that time is so important. And I love that you brought up, um, it doesn't just have to be sex. Absolutely. Like women need time to get turned on. Mm -hmm. um, we need connection. We need communication. We need tenderness. We need to build intimacy. And so then sex is much more likely to happen um, and be really pleasurable. Yeah. Right. So we, we can have sex and it's going to be like, okay, but we can also have sex and it be really um, a way that nourishes that intimacy and connection makes us feel really good. And so we do need to invest the time in that. And so you can even just do things like, okay, I'm going to send some loving texts and then let's plan some time. And we're going to give each other a hand massage um, and just really touch each other for the pleasure of it. Or we're going to watch a movie together and snuggle on the couch and be really intentional in that connection. There's lots of things that you can do, um, but remembering that um, really opening into that place of like erotic discovery isn't just the sex act. It's so much more than that. Yeah, exactly. So let's go to the elephant in the room of repressed sexuality in a lot of women, right? Um, I know this is very much true for myself and I didn't actually realize it until, you know, you start working on your bullshit and open Pandora's box. Um, but, you know, we're definitely brought up of like, don't be a hoe, you know, like cover mm. yourself, you know, no one teaches you about sex, right? Like you don't get to go to the school of a pleasure and learn about like different things and what you like, right? And like you get embarrassed of like, well, this is the position I like, but is he going to think that... That's too hoey. And there was like a really good trend on TikTok about the two different songs of like, um, you know, like something don't treat your wife like a hoe. And then like it flipped to like, you know, my girl's a hoe. And I was like, yeah, like that's how we got brought up. Like, don't be a slut. Don't be a hoe. And then like, oh, well, you're not good in the bedroom. It's like, well, uh, it both ways. you know, like, <laughs> so Give yeah. us a little bit of insight of what you see around that. Yeah, so much to unpack there. So um, so 
what's interesting is that the term slut just means someone who likes sex, <laughs> right? So, you know, hand raised, I'm a slut. Yeah. <laughs> I like sex and I'm okay with that. Um, and so, you know, there are all of these pejoratives and all of these, oh my gosh, I mean, you know, all, all of the misogyny that women have endured for centuries because, um, you know, we've got the whole virgin whore um, dichotomy here where, you know, it's like you want your partner to be the virgin, but actually in the bedroom, you want them to be a whore. And it's, we get so much mixed messaging and so much shaming around that. So um, it can be really difficult because that programming can be instilled, especially as a young person, and then it plays out in the rest of our lives. So one of the things I think can be really useful is, is just to start to reclaim those words, those words that are really highly charged for us, like slut, like whore, um, cunt. I love that word. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> sacred word. If you understand the, the etymology of it, the history of it. Uh, and I'll just do a quick plug. Like I have a, a podcast called the Rot radical sex, Witches, yeah. and we talk about those types of things. We have a whole episode on sluts and a whole episode on cunt. And all yeah, of those. So it, it can be really helpful to actually understand the power of those words and been, begin to reclaim them. Um, so that they don't have this charge in your body that can take, uh, creates contraction or makes you shrink. But actually, you know what? Like, there's an aspect of that word that I actually want to reclaim and and step into the power of that. Um, and you're right. So many women have repressed sexuality because of all the bullshit that we've been um, taught as youngsters, and that we've also learned in our families that our mothers and grandmothers have endured. But again, I just come back to this idea that, you know, pleasure is our birthright and we are sexual beings. And once we're able to um, really strip off those layers and welcome all the parts of ourselves, even the parts that may really struggle with sex, but invite them into experiencing pleasure in safer ways, we can liberate all of that and return back to that pleasure capacity that's within each and every one of us. Yeah, exactly. Would you, um, or like, do you agree that working on some of that self-love, self-worth um, is important to even be able to step into another room with another person and express yourself? I know that I found that as I do more inner work for myself, it's much easier for me to slip into a more like exotic or open relationship with not just sexually but with other people too like just more confidence 100 percent, 100 percent. i i i feel like um the vast majority of women and i'd say men too really struggle with worthiness mm -hmm. and um feeling worthy is it's um again like i feel as human beings we're all innately worthy we're worthy of love, we're worthy of passion, of pleasure, of all of these things, of feeling connected. And so, yeah, doing that inner work to feel worthy and to really um, step into that fully, it's a game changer within a relationship because you can show up in a completely different way. Uh, you can allow yourself to be just really present in who you are and then also be able to receive the other person in the same way. So it, you know, it can be a long path, but absolutely a worthwhile path um, because as I said, everybody is inherently worthy and we just need to remember that. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I talk a lot about here the work that we're doing now while we're either don't have children or maybe have, you know, um, one dealing with secondary infertility is much easier than trying to do the work after you have your children. And now your schedule is way more full. Your cup is, uh, you know, it's almost empty because you're taking care of these other human beings and giving to yourself. I think um that type of intimacy and not thinking oh I have to pleasure my husband because men need it more it's like no I want this more too so the more work you do on all sorts of different areas in your life is just going to contribute to a happier healthier relationship for yourself and your sex life moving forward after you know having children yeah absolutely so just to address that uh, men do not need sex more than women. Yeah. Women do it just as much as men. That's a complete myth. Um, and yes, doing this whole journey of self-discovery and really beginning that momentum before you have kids is really powerful. And it will keep you inspired to do that even when life changes and you're busier and all of these, you know, you've got the little people and all of those pieces. So um, it's not something to wait for. The time is now. Right. Yeah. Step into your fullest, most expansive, authentic self now. Why wait? Yeah. I know you work with couples too. So you said in the beginning how we need to get turned on a little bit more, right? I know most men just like you can push one button and it, it, it's ready to go. Um, what happens when you're in a relationship that the man doesn't realize that you need more intimacy throughout your whole day you know your whole relationship right it's not just like um oh just start pushing my buttons before you want to have sex it's you know the good morning kisses or like a hug in the middle of the day what's your best advice to couples or you know women or men I know I would say couples for the man to realize that so I guess it is advice for the man but how can a woman bring that more in so it sounds simple the answer is communication but many of us know it's not that simple because it might be really hard I think women find it really hard to ask for what they want mm -hmm. and so um you know if if it's difficult to bring up a conversation like that one of the things that i ask all my uh couple clients to do is to do the love language quiz so you can do that for free just search love languages quiz and that there are five different types of love languages so whether you really respond to acts of service or words of affirmation or gifts or quality time or physical touch so those are the five um it's a fun thing to do for you and your partner and Often what happens is that we tend to think that what we like is what our partner likes, and that's not necessarily true. So just doing a quiz like that and then using that as a basis for conversation, it's like, oh, actually, you know what? Acts of service are really important to me. And that for me is what gets me turned on. Mm -hmm. We'll begin to understand that. And then you could say, hey, why don't we try for the next two weeks to really focus on each other's love language and just offer that as much as we can and notice what happens as a result. Yeah. 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 It's simple and quite powerful. Yeah. No, that, that, that's really good. And yeah, just keeping that communication open. Um, I'm not an expert in this field, so I don't really have much to like <laughs> add to that, 
<laughs> I'm still working on that myself. Um, but yeah, I I definitely wish there's a lot of things I wish I had a lot sooner in my journey. A lot of these things that I bring up here on the podcast is actually what I've discovered after having both of my boys. And because I started this journey and just got a little bit more conscious, I was able to kind of see the pitfalls that got really big after children, right? Because especially with fertility issues, you think that it might solve everything. And the reality is, is that it actually just opens like the wombs more because there is less time. You're more stressed out. You're tired, you know, and all these like little holes that were maybe there and not that big of a deal just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you're conscious enough, you're, and if obviously if you want to keep your relationship and all that, you're like, okay, how can I start filling in these holes and getting whole myself again? So I definitely think it's this, you know, information and just like, okay, yeah, we have sex, but are we intimate? Are we both thriving in this relationship? Are we both excited? Am I excited? Am I turned on? Right. I know he's turned on, <laughs> you know, and I have a friend that like literally went, I don't even know. I haven't had this conversation with her a while, but 20 years without having an orgasm with her husband. And I was just like, fucking hell man that's bad and I you know like and there's a lot of issues there of why that didn't happen but you know it's very important for us to tap into that inner slut and really let our desires come out and really start questioning why why can't I do that is it self-love? Is it self-worth? Is it, I'm, am I embarrassed? Why am I embarrassed? This is the person I'm, the only person that really gets to see me naked anyways. Like if I can't be, you know, full hog in front of them, then fuck, that's going to suck the rest of my life. It's yes, absolutely. And you know, the thing is relationships, we're expected to excel at them with no training. Yeah. So how much training did you get in school about relationships? Zero. And then many of us did not have great role models in our families. Some of us were lucky, but many of us were not. So we're expected to have this incredible connection with somebody that sustains over time through all of the stresses of life, but nobody taught us how to do it. So yeah. I actually think they're like, there's no shame in asking for help. And relationships can be this container for expansive consciousness and really like incredible evolution on a soul spiritual level individually and as a unit, but we need to get support to do that. Yeah. It doesn't just happen on its own. I mean, if you look around you, how many couples do you see that you're really like, wow, you know, you really feel like that they are so connected and into each other and sure they've got their stuff, but that they really like emulate the epitome of what a couple can be. There's not very many of those because mm -hmm. we don't know how. We really yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad that we got to connect this way. Please let our listeners know where they can find you. Yes. So my website is carlawainwright.com, C-A-R-L-A-W-A-I-N-W-R-I-G-H-T.com. And you can find me also on Instagram at Carla Wainwright and uh, Facebook as well. Yeah. And you mentioned you had a podcast. Definitely go listen to it. You yes. do it with a friend. 
And it's definitely very inspirational and gives you lots of tips on <laughs> different things. So thank yeah. you so much again. Um, thank you. Thank you, Monica. This was, this was a delightful. Great. Thank you. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.